don't know. I'm going to do good. <laughs> right, well, that was our little intro. Oh, I hate <laughs> the way you, you tricked me you. like that. Hi everyone. Jeez, it's a good job I was being sensible. Well, I wouldn't have brought it in if you weren't. Okay, okay. Come on. Hello, everyone. Welcome to it's in the jeans. I feel like saying hi there, cats and kittens. <laughs> it's in the jeans podcast, a podcast by the Digital Jean, episode two. Two. My name is Declan, and your name is Sharon. And we're mum and son duo and directors from the Digital Jean. So here we are, episode two. Did you think we'd do it? Because oh, you, you kept going to no, no, but you kept going to people. Oh, we we might do another one. Oh, well, like, that's just me pandering. I know, like dead pandering, precious. Oh, we know. might. So everyone, precious. so everyone, my precious. <laughs> so everybody goes. Oh, please do. But anyway, shall we discuss the feedback first? Oh, I think so. I mean, a lot of the reviews have been from people we know, and well, I wouldn't expect them to go. Oh, it was shit. But it wasn't exactly in the Guardian, was it? Do they have a list of podcasts? The Guardian all the time. Yeah, so they do. We but need to get on there. We don't do we? need to get on there. Weren't you aiming yeah. for something like that? I was, yeah, but not after one episode. No, no. Of we course. don't have a lot of content to, of course, to show of people. Course. So yeah, we're all we're overall pretty happy, aren't we? Very happy. I really enjoyed myself. <laughs> I thought you were playing that game. What game? That Christmas game we. <laughs> That Christmas, you didn't think I was on about that game, I did, did you? I did. Oh, I know the, the Christmas game. game where you yes, can't no say game. yes or no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just for some context, everyone. Every Christmas, we play this game. I mean, it's a bit daft, really, when you think about it, but isn't that funny? It's often the simplest of games, or yeah. the simplest of things in life that give you the most fun decks. Do you remember Donkey? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to explain to the listeners what well, Donkey was. Well, Donkey was just... Well, as all stood in a circle in the garden, spaced out. Spaced out? What were well. we stoned or something? God. <laughs> spaced out, social distancing. Yeah, we were, actually. Um, passing a tennis ball to each other and whoever dropped it. No, you spelt out donkey. You got like, so what's so that? If you dropped six it, lives. Yeah, so you got six lives and just last man standing, wasn't it? Oh. But the fun that we had out of that, the most basic of games that we all just, in the summertime, shall we play donkey, shall we play donkey? And we still <laughs> do it occasionally. Oh, we haven't done that in Not a Not for a long time. time. I think now we're all a bit older, we'd look a bit strange. I'll just go <laughs> and... Can you imagine somebody <laughs> looking out oh. of the bedroom what window? Are doing what the are they doing in their garden? For about four hours today, all they've done is... <laughs> and I can hear it. them shouting, donkey, donkey! <laughs> Right, oh. well, you didn't really have much to say about the feedback we've had. But the I'm... feedback, I mean, I got very excited because somebody um, thought we were similar to Ant and Deck, even. Oh, Hannah, thought... my friend And didn't Hannah. even somebody message you to say how funny your mum is? I know it's hard. I know yeah. if you could see him, everybody, he's <laughs> grinding his teeth right now. He hates oh, the fact I knew that people as soon as think I told I'm you. funny. Because then when we were out for a family walk, you were all, you were saying, you were telling the whole family, oh, guess what one of Declan's friends said. Mm-hmm. So I knew the results that it would have, but here we go. Episode two. Well, we do want to continue, It is in the genes. It, it is, is in funny. the genes. You get your fun and flamboyancy and 
brains and everything from your mum. Oh, right, okay. Don't tell your dad. I think I've said that before, haven't I? Yeah. yeah. But no, we had some great feedback. And yes, they were more... No, they weren't all family and friends. In fact, they weren't family. They were mostly friends, weren't they? Yeah. Um, but some people have gone on and... Somebody Left said we need to have reviews. a YouTube channel. Oh, no, thank you. One thing at a time. Too much, too much. Yeah. So what have you been up to? Work, work, work. Yeah, but that's boring. What have you been no, up to? No, it's not boring. I'm no, I know, but like, I, I know, well, we both love our work. We are dead busy, but what have you been up to? Other than working, eating cake <laughs> and watching TV. Yeah. Buying wigs. You know, social... All, it, I found the last, this last week, this week so far, we're now on Thursday of week seven of lockdown. And last week, personally, I found a bit difficult. It's that monotony now. Yeah. And it's that, um, you know, I am a bit of a home bird. As much as I love traveling, I love my home as well. But it's not having that choice, no longer having that choice. Yeah. You know? I may not have wanted to go out somewhere, but it's nice to have the choice. But I'm just... And I was saying to Dad, like, well, what would you have done in this seven weeks? Like, you'd have been to cinema a couple of times. You'd have been going out for dinner. You'd have been doing... Probably maybe gone for a week. Well, we were somewhere. meant to be going to Lisbon, weren't we, in May? Exactly. So... And I had all sorts of plans. I'm starting to We are to get, in May, aren't we? We are in May, yeah, yeah. we are in May. I'm starting to get a little bit of... Cabin fever. Don't even, no, no, like, it's not even we ran that, about it this morning networking Zoom fatigue. Yeah, I'm not a big fan I'm of you sick know of logging I, in and I think oh. I touched on it before, you know, if 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 a couple of months ago you'd said to somebody, Do you do you want to have a Zoom meeting? They'd be like, No, thanks, the phone's fine. Or email's just fine and dandy and now everybody wants to Zoom and you know, I I, I was networking early this morning as well, wasn't I? And <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I had to get that in. I had to get that both... in. Right, we're I recording on Thursday the 7th of May today. And on Thursdays at the minute, both of us are up early to do a networking group. Yeah. Aren't we? And it is Gary, who's, a, who's the other director in our company, I've been subbing in our local networking group for him the past couple of weeks because we were quite busy on some projects that need finishing. So I've been subbing for him and he knows how difficult I find it to get up that early you know i was saying earlier wasn't i when you were both babies i could get up that time and well, i would we're talking 20 years ago yeah, though you're but, a different person then till now but um yeah and the menopause is in the middle of all of that that does make it difficult are we well, ever going to talk about early... the menopause well, can we talk know. about the menopause well, not today not today not today <laughs> but i think we should because... no it's just because i'm looking at our notes and we've got loads yeah we we've got a lot about, we want to so... talk about so i'll put that on the list for another time but um but yeah i find it a struggle being up that early but once I don't I'm up, like being up well, early. Once I'm up, I'm actually fine, and I really enjoyed the networking and seeing all those faces. But yeah, and making sure your mic's muted, and which is fine by me because I just do that straight away. But lots of people don't realise they're not on mute, and I know. Yeah. And some people put these fancy headsets on. Oh no! And it's like they're beaming in from <laughs> the moon or something. They're like, and the, their sound is dead odd on them. They sound like a Dalek or something out of Doctor Who. At the end of normal people. Oh, and you came in. They are, and actually, I really, really enjoyed it. It's that first love story, Mm. isn't it? And 
you know, you, you, your dad and I sat and watched it over three evenings and finished it on last Saturday night. And we actually really enjoyed it, but I found myself actually shouting at the screen because, you know... Well, you didn't shout Well, I was shouting at your dad. You don't care enough about telling the I was actually saying to your dad, were we like that? And it's that angst and all of that, you know, it's it's like there's nothing going on, but there's loads going on, and it's all those undercurrents of... And it seemed like they would only just get on an even keel and be all loved up and then they'd find a reason to fall out again. Oh, no. Well, most of it and I didn't enjoy because I yeah. just thought, oh, please, get you know, over yourself. But it is that first sort of, um, that first love thing and I thought it was, I thought the actors were fabulous. Yeah. I can't remember the names. Oh, I don't know the names. Um, I'm going to tell you now, actually. So it was... Daisy Edgar Jones. Oh yeah. And Paul Mescal. Yeah. But I really loved the actor who played his mum. What was she in recently? The Dublin Murders. She was. And yeah. she's very good. And we we were first off I thought she was his sister, but obviously yeah, I did she was quite with. a young mum, yeah. you know, when she had him. But I thought she, you know, who wouldn't want a mum like that? Declan. Who well, wouldn't want a mum like that? Who wouldn't want a well, mum what, like what that? What do you mean? I know, but what? Cool, fine and dandy with everything. How many times? I didn't even know. Declan, I know. Pointing arrows. I'm a cool mum. That's what I'm trying to say. Cringe. Cringy. Um, um, but yeah, it was just I just wanted them to get over themselves. Really, I mean, it was good. What did you think of the ending? Well, I was sad. Sad. Oh, that's when you came and said you were yeah, crying. It was sad. It? I had a bit of tears in my eyes, yeah. I didn't cry. No, just, just teary. Just yeah. welling up a bit. And that was it, really. I'm hard. No, but I'm saying as as a middle-aged person watching that now and having been through all of that, you want to be that person to say, oh, it'll all work out, it'll all be fine. Because when you're in that, at that age, it's so... Well, you can't escape. It's so tempestuous and emotional tempestuous. and... <laughs> You know, God, have you swallowed a book, uh, a dictionary today? God, what does tempestuous mean? Sort of fiery and. Well, I know. You know. I'm glad we didn't all watch it together, mind. Oh, God. it's not the sort of thing you want to be sat. <laughs> I mean, I thought Game of Thrones was bad, but God, I imagine mean, if Grandma had been sat down in the living. Oh, why don't you? Put well, I actually said normal to you, people when we, were, when we were sat having dinner a couple of evenings and we were giving like a catch up of us watching it yeah. last week. And I said, oh, mum, it's not for you, it's too raunchy. And she's like, what do you mean, too raunchy? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, no. And then it is the sort of thing, I mean, I'm how open-minded we are, but I still would have oh, felt a bit watch, cringy yeah. sat watching that with Absolutely. you and your brother. Like, no. <laughs> I was even feeling a bit cringy sitting watching it with your dad. I was like, oh, my <laughs> God. It was quite a night, no. It was like, nice. It not like... It was. It wasn't gratuitous. No, it wasn't was gratuitous it? It was at all. Normal. It was very honest and normal. And I think that's what was fabulous about it. So yeah. I did like it from all of those perspectives. But you know, you're just looking. You're looking in back down your the path of your life and sort of as an older person now looking at that and thinking, oh my god, we all go through that. Tell them it'll be okay, type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And what else have you been watching? What have you been up to? So, did we cover last time that I'd been watching Afterlife? No. No? Well, I love that. 
absolutely love that. Not You're a, showing how much we not a massive, recorded in not two a massive hours. Fan of no, no, but I'm Ricky saying normally, we've recorded but... two weeks apart, and you were giving a sneak well, peek say. into your life of how much TV talent you've, you've managed know? something else, a, yeah. another series as well. So as I love that. I was, I was really looking forward to that and consumed that quite quickly with your dad again. They're only half hour though, aren't they? Yeah, and then the other thing that I loved was what you recommended to me, Servant. I know, it's good, isn't it? That is so good, isn't it? So good. Yeah. Yeah, it is really good. But I don't think a lot of people have Apple TV. You don't hear a lot of people... Well, you buy everything. Well, yeah, but it just... You like... you. Is there any TV streaming service we haven't if got? If I hear a show all? is really good, I'll hunt it down. Well, yeah, you passed. Since then, I've started the the, the morning, morning show, show haven't yeah. I? I'm really loving that. But the servant is so oh, so like scary, scary, but not so scary that you not horror type scary, just yeah. chillingly scary. It was like very um, uh, claustrophobic. Claustrophobic, yeah, because it's all in that house. Claustrophobic all... because in the verb is that a verb? Yeah, like it's oh, a, right. Like it's That's a very... not another film. No. All oh, right. Okay. No. <laughs> you were <laughs> nodding along <laughs> as if you knew what claustrophobic. I was. thought you know so you're oh, such a yeah, movie yeah, yeah, yeah. when you said oh, it was yeah. very claustrophobic. I thought, oh yes, no, yes, no I agree. like you thought I was saying like oh it was very The Shining or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, it was claustro like it was all in that house. Oh, what a gorgeous a house! Oh, it was an but you, the house. scariest thing. Well, you don't. You always go mad because I give spoilers, so I can't. Yeah, but there's a really scary bit towards the end to do with the baby of the family. Oh yeah. And my heart was in my well, mouth. Well, I first got recommended that by somebody who was pregnant, and I thought, how what a strange on earth thing could to you be watch when you're pregnant? That? She was like eight months pregnant at the time, and I was like, how on earth can you be? Oh, I couldn't watch that, that if I was pregnant. I don't think you could have watched it. Even but it's with made the, way the young baby in the house. It's made way for a new season, hasn't it? Well, M Night Shyamalan wants to do Shyamalan <laughs> wants to do five or something. Um, so, I yeah. really. Really enjoyed and it. And then that we've been having. How a fast did I watch that? How long Three were those nights, episodes? Maybe. They were only half hour, or maybe two nights. No, I think it might have been two and two nights. <laughs> we are in lockdown. We are in lockdown. <laughs> I mean, so. it's not normal. No. But that's how I chill after you know a, a lot of brain focusing work days. That and we both haven't been having a laugh at Gemma Collins, haven't we? Well, you say you like. Well, I'm them. currently living with another diva in lockdown, so. <sighs> I don't think we should tell the world. The world. The world. The world's listening. All hundred and something <laughs> listeners so far. Um, I don't think you should tell the world what what you're reading. Really I'm like. a diva. Oh, you know you are. Well, I can't agree, Declan. I can't agree, but I do like Gemma. I do like a bit of the GC. Um, okay. But I don't. I don't. I just at... love the bit where she's like, Get, "Turn the cameras on for this. Turn the cameras on," and she wouldn't like do the scene until all the cameras were up. And I thought, "What the hell's going on?" And all had happened is that is it a sister-in-law had been stung by a wasp. Oh, I know. Get I the cameras on. Get it? the cameras she'd on. Been I was like, "Stung on the on yeah. the sole of her foot by no, a No, she's going. No, wait, wait. Yeah, I thought there was some big announcement. <laughs> I mean, She's you've been stung by a wasp. I thought, God, is that the content we all sit and watch these days? With I mean, you've breath? called me Mariah for a long time. I have, haven't you? 
I called you at Mount Suspensers today. You did when we went to get the VE Day Essentials. Yeah. <laughs> the VE <laughs> VE Day Essentials. What did you call me, Mariah, today for? Because you were just stood at the till, not helping me. And I went, it's all right, Mariah, you just stand there. And then the woman at the till laughed at me. She did. She thought she I did. was funnier then, because I started cracking jokes then, didn't she? And she really. thought I was funny. She laughed she at did. me. Because I said about the tiny little packet of chocolate buns. <laughs> They'd be gone in a second just then, wouldn't they? just a mouthful, I said. And you went, yeah, for fat buggers. And I thought, I wonder if she thinks you mean that. Or something, you went... Something no, I said, but I'm just greedy. Oh, right, okay. Well, I would... And I, th- I thought she thought she's talking about her. But, yeah. But um, in the last week as well, we've also celebrated two years in the business. We have, yeah. On Star May Wars the 4th be with you. So that was an achievement as well. It was an achievement. He's you know, done when many I... more. Cheers. As well. Cheers with Are our... Are we cheering our water? With our Don't name yeah. drop. Do you want to sponsor us? <laughs> <laughs> um... It was an achievement, you know, and especially for you when we when we look back when we started the business, you were still living at home, and now you've got your own lovely little place in Leeds, and you've got a new car, and you've made lots of new friends in Leeds, and you're bringing business in from Leeds. So you know, two years as we've got a new director with Gary, we've got a fabulous little team of genius specialists that we rely on to support us with our clients. So yeah, we have done quite we, well, haven't we? Yeah, we've haven't really we? done well, yeah. So. so we're happy about that. And the biggest thing of all is that forevermore we'll be able to use Star Wars puns on our birthday. I, know. I was thinking that because we got a graphic done, didn't we? And I thought mm-hmm. we're gonna maybe next year. I'll have to think about it a bit more ahead, and I'll Put get a bit something more like, into it. Dex. Maybe like I had imagined, a, like a graphic of me, you, and Gary dressed as Jedi's. <laughs> And, like, all of our little team of geniuses being, like, our little young Padawans. What are they? Well, that's what they call, like, the trainee Jedis. Oh. You know, when Yoda used to be, well, like, you know, Padawan I'm not you a star- big Star Wars fan normally. That's such a lie! I'm not! You go, you tell us, oh, I love science fiction. I do! So, how can I you not like Star science Wars? science fiction, but Star Wars is not one of those things that I enjoy. I'm not. I loved the original because I was around for the original. <laughs> I was around. <laughs> I was around for the original. Do you remember seeing the original? I do because, uh, yeah, I think, I think it came out. Was it seventy seven? I think Star Wars. I do vaguely remember, only very vaguely remember seeing it on the cinema. But obviously, it's been on the TV a million times since, hasn't it? Yeah, seventy seven. Oh God, um, yeah, they've all been on the television. So yeah, I was... So, yeah, we'll have to come up with... Um... I was a teenager then. Wow. Yeah. Say that quietly. Still going on. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, um, that's where we're at with what we've been up to. Let's get into some um, digital news and what's been going on. So uh, um, last episode, we discussed how an app could potentially help us get out of lockdown. And it does look like that app is now 
being trialled in the Isle of Wight. It looks like mm-hmm. it's going to be coming soon to the rest of the UK. Mm-hmm. How long um, are they trialling it in the Isle of I Wight? I don't know. Though? I thought it was meant to be... It's going to be with everyone in a couple of weeks. I think they're, they're only... They're, they're not. I don't think they're necessarily trialling if it's got any bugs. I think mm-hmm. they're more trialling how many people adopt it. Did you say you'd had a look thing. at something about it? You you were saying something yesterday? Or? I've seen what it looks like. And you just, it asks you, you can like check, I think you check in so often and it asks you if you've had any symptoms, if you had a test. So it knows, kind of like, it knows your coronavirus status. Okay. And then it uses Bluetooth. If someone goes past you who've said they've got a fever and a cough, it'll mm-hmm. tell you. So, I mean, we don't really need to talk about it again, but it is on the way. But what we did want to talk about today, because there's been so many articles in the last couple of weeks about what life is going to look like after mm. lockdown and potentially how much all this could change so for you know some context i have had multiple com- like we've heard so many people now networking business directors and um, people who've got big offices all saying look like they're already thinking my tenancy's up Mm. next year yeah. and all of my staff have been perfectly fine working from home why would I pay however much because that's not normally one of the biggest costs for you but then I also hear people saying I can't wait to can't get wait back to, to the get office. back to the office to see everyone but I think yeah people will be want to do that to begin with but it just makes us so much more productive I think if well, I could have a day where I'm like oh I can't be asked going to the office today but I can just go downstairs and do my work from my laptop I just don't we've said before haven't we how productive it can be just getting straight on with your work after your breakfast and that type of thing Mm. and structuring your day exactly how you would at work but obviously lots of people who normally work in an office and I guess everybody really myself included are missing that human interaction I mean, I think it's been fabulous that, you know, all five of us have been able to go through lockdown together and be safe. Mm. But I'm missing having a natter with other people now, other than just messaging and Zooming. Um, But I do think that, you know, I contributed to a post on LinkedIn um, from a guy called Alex Packham, who's the founder and CEO of Content Cal. You know that, don't you? Yes. Content Cal is a, a a platform where you it can create it tin, it? Really? and and schedule and publish social media posts. Um, and he commented about you know using that phrase again, the new normal, and what does it all look like? I know that's been a really over egg phrase, isn't it? That people are actually getting sick of using, but you know it's what that new normal is going to look like. And he said for himself, you know, he doesn't want to get commuting on busy London trains, which I'd commented on before, mm-hmm. when in reality, you know, you can work from home 80% of the time much more effectively. And I, that's that's what I've been saying all along, haven't I? You know, you can get on with your, your, your work, but when you need to meet and when you need to be in an office and you need to have a team scum, you can scum, scrum, <laughs> scrum, you can still do all of those things. Yeah, um, you could be like, right, let's everyone come in. So our company rule is we come in on sun, uh, on Mondays for a catch-up. Mm-hmm. We have our meetings. We might meet one more day in the week. We might meet up for drinks on a Friday, late on a Friday. Like, 
I just think that's the key. It's the choice, isn't it? It's the choice of what you do. And obviously, we work remotely. You know. I know, and I wonder if that's our perspective because we we like it so much. But but we made that choice to be like that two years ago. You know, we especially myself. I've worked in lots of different scenarios throughout my career, and we made that choice at the very beginning of this startup journey, didn't we? And we said we will just see how it goes, and we still don't know how that might change we might suddenly change Mm. and you know we've always said that we would want a hub of some sort to be able to work from but to be able to drop in at this stage in my life I do not want to be you know governed by the rigid nine to five ever ever again yeah um and you know it's took me this long to be able to say I'm not doing it um, I'm not doing it. That's a bit deeverish, isn't it? But there was another guy came and commented on on the thread after after I um, said my little bit on this LinkedIn post, and I, I I thought it was really insightful. And he said, more remote work will allow people to buy houses which are not affected by the orbit of London prices. Uh-huh. I think this has a long term this has long term benefits for the whole of the country as talent will spread beyond the capital. If flexible working is enabled. Now, isn't that a good thought? Yeah. Especially for us up here in the north. Oh, God. If I knew, left if I, knew I only had to go... I could potentially have a, a job in London and work and live where... I, I mean, I don't think I would want to live all the way up in the northeast, but I could very easily live in Manchester, Leeds. Well, you've done it. You're a prime example of it. We started a remote working business in Teesside in the northeast. Yeah. You then decided that you wanted to leave the northeast and you wanted to go a little bit further. You wanted to go to, to, to Yorkshire, to Leeds. Uh-huh. So you're an example of that. That has not affected our work-life balance in any way, shape or form, has it? You come up here to work with some clients once or twice a month. I come down to Leeds once or twice a month. Yeah. Um, we've been lucky enough to have some space in the NatWest Accelerator Hub in Leeds, haven't we? Yeah. You know, we've had some great meetings in there. Um, we've sat in various coffee shops and working spaces and whatever. So you are an example of how that works. So so we are, we are living that dream, but we made those choices at the very, very beginning. There's probably going to be pe- lots of people who are in employee mode who would like that choice as well, but there's no reason why those heads of companies shouldn't allow that is there Mm. my only worry is then it goes too far does work become too flexible that you never switch off we don't because we are our our company i think that's a symptom of having your own business you never truly but you can imagine can't you if you are working flexibly you're probably always i think didn't france are a lot better at this and i think they've stopped Emails. Employers from Send you can't emails. like physically check your emails before. Well, we you don't. Get to work I mean, we check our things. emails, but we don't reply to client emails oh, after, after no. about six o'clock, do we? No, because then it builds a culture to, of doing that. Yeah, that's all, always available, and that's mm. not healthy for anybody. No. Um, but I think you know it's about choice for all those people who want to work in an office. And if that's the culture that, you know, the business that they work for has built and they like that, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. And the same for us, you know, but it's the choice. And then those, I think the merging of all of those things is just going to be, and, and when that guy commented about that, saying that talent will be 
further spread away from the capital, I just thought that was a big, massive wow for me. Well, they've been trying. They've been there's been an eye on trying to spread, stop the UK being so London centric for quite a lot of years with the Northern Powerhouse well, we, scheme and all we that. We were kind talking of stuff about Channel Four moving to Leeds, to Leeds and stuff yeah, the other day. Obviously, weren't BBC we? went to Salford and all that kind of thing. So they are trying to, but to me, that's that's how it happens properly. We all adopt more flexible not just the companies that are digital focused or brand new startup techs because they always seem to I mean you see these offices where they've got yoga rooms and all that dead flexible yeah. things but more the job that I'd love to see the the sectors that haven't really adopted those kind of things before to really start the likes of the, the big law trend. firms and the likes yeah. of the big accountancy firms and 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 all that because our productivity as a country has been stagnant for years, and it's because we how do can't you know that? Get, well, they have productivity measured on. Oh, and you read those? Yeah. Well, it's just. Oh, I know you do. No, I know you're interested in all that well, stuff. I'm not trying to catch you no, out. No, I'm just saying. No, I know you read. Me. I know um, you read all that stuff. Well, they have. But right, I'm clueless I'll, I'll on explain that. Explain it to you. Unemployment has got the lowest it's been. Well, before coronavirus, anyway, it's got the lowest it's been for. Years and years and years. Mm-hmm. So physically, no more people can get into the workforce. We're at a level now where you're always probably going to have that level of unemployment. Okay. So if you, all of the people are employed as much as possible, mm-hmm. you physically can't get more productive without changing the way you work. Do you get me? Mm-hmm. So I just, I just think it would be great. If we could all just be more flexible. I do worry as well. Like, I was saying this to people. Like, I am so digital first. But I also do worry about... The th- and this comes into the second thing I want to discuss. But about the effects it can have. Like, I worry about what could, would city centres look like if all of a sudden the world all worked from home. Which I know it wouldn't be as like it is now in lockdown. But... And then if you think of all the restaurants that cater, all the restaurants and lunch places that cater for thousands of people in, yeah, in the city a- centre, like I go to a Tesco down in down near the Nat West Hub in Leeds, and it's on lunchtime, it's crazy. Everyone going to get the three pound meal, to, and I just think that money will be spent somewhere else. But I do worry that city centres will suffer. Yeah, I mean it's all a massive challenge, and it, it's it's. It's it's even more than a culture shock, isn't it? Yeah. You know what's what would be the? It's not a culture shock. It's a something shock. It's just mega, isn't it? For the changes that need to to roll out from this. Um, but that's the world. That's you know how things change over time, isn't it? Something I happens. What happened after the there's Spanish a war. There's a I pandemic. There was like a renaissance of something or did something I'm sure there would have been. I'm sure flu. there would have been. Maybe we should check that out. Yeah, maybe but, we should. You know, change is hard for anybody, but sometimes, well, a lot of the times with change comes a lot of good stuff behind it. It's just it's just as a species, we generally don't like but change. But it's that kind we? of thing, where, that kind of change, like when we say to some clients, you know when some of our clients have really adopted digital? Mm-hmm. And really gone for a, such a thorough strategy, and, and it transforms them. Mm-hmm. That's like it's what we want to happen. Really adopt what's been going on, the good things of what can come out of this. And I really do think it could transform businesses. And you know how they say all things take a long time to happen. 
But actually, look how quickly the whole world has adopted to these changes. And I mean, I know they're, you know, they're not the sort of changes that we would all want to make. But and we've been forced to make them. But isn't it strange when your hands are tied, when your hands are forced, what you can actually do? I mean, we've said it ourselves, haven't we? Some of the things that we've seen people, you know, out on social and suddenly they're doing this, that and the other, you know, pivoting their business to be online. Mm. And we're just like, well, you you wouldn't have done that two or three months ago. Yeah. It would still have been at the bottom of the to-do list. Now that you've been forced, look how you've been able to embrace it. And for some people, it's an absolute eye-opener that they've been able to, you know, to do something. And it's it's actually changed and improved the way that they work and actually the productivity and, you know, their business as a whole. Yeah. I, there's lots of people who are actually doing a lot better through this period than they were prior to it mm. because they've changed and adopted things. We are in a very different world to what we were a few weeks ago, aren't we? Very different It'll never be the same. Never be the same. So, what I touched on a little bit before, which is a bit of a segue. Do you know how you spell segue, by the way? I do. Segue. Never know. Spell it I, for me. I was. We were playing. Spelling was, me time. Let me put it this in context. Context. I was playing Pictionary with my friends not long ago, and they put this word sagu, and I went sagu. What's a sagu? Sounds like, like a creature. Segway, but I've always thought it was just S E G way. Yeah, that's, that's an actual the brand that's where the, you bears about yeah. on them things. Bears about. <laughs> You know what I mean. I'd love to go on one of those. That was middle school. Oh, mum, you'd come flying straight off. Can you imagine if they were suddenly the mode of transport? Just getting on the (laughs) Sagoo. I'm branded branded my Sagoo up. (laughs) It says it's in the jeans on the side. Imagine. Oh, I'd fall off. I'd be off. I, was I, was say, I can imagine that. I can't can imagine say. I'd be off, I'd no, be off, down, I'd be off down the street. I can imagine you with your. <laughs> with my what? Pink helmet. Pink helmet? That sounds rude, Declan. I was laughing. Oh, I thought there's always a bit oh, of rudeness comes in with our family. Anyway, anyway. So Pink it was a helmet. bit of a segue from like how I do worry about some of the effects that digital and tech has. Mm-hmm. So I watched Circus of Books. I've no idea what that is. You watched it? Did Not I? Not with me, but you watched it. Circus of books? About the shop oh, in LA. Oh, is that right. what it was called? Yeah, a book of circus. Do you think I watch a bit too much TV? Yeah, that yeah. was so good. No, right. We didn't so, cover that no, earlier, I know, did but we? this is what I wanted so to... So because good. I wanted to leave it for this, right? So that for that was a Really good a book, example. And it was a pawn shop, but it was Admittedly. a... Admittedly. And I'm not... I care Talking about, about pink helmets... <laughs> I am. I really care about LGBT issues, but sometimes I'm not very eloquent with it. So you'll have people have to forgive me. But I am. The Circus of Books was a pawn shop in West Hollywood, Mm -hmm. and it was the centre of a community of people that were ostracised and discriminated against in the eighties. 
and even through the 90s and even mm-hmm. for some people until it closed mm-hmm. it was a it was a hub for them to go where they felt safe yeah yeah and the premise of it, and I'm sure it's not ruining it, but I think the readers in the murder documentary about it, it was because it was closing. Mm. So the, it finishes with the book closing and they say they can't compete anymore with online different things, right? But then I thought, isn't that sad that that hub, that community hub for a, a sector of society that doesn't always feel safe is no longer there? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I guess... It's seen throughout. So women's refuges, are they all struggling these days with digital? Oh, they are, definitely. Uh, uh, I don't know, youth hostels or, or food back... Do you know anywhere that's been a community hub? Mm. How, what, is how is digital, digital affecting, affecting that? Them? I felt really sad for them because, you know, obviously whatever the business was whatever it sold it was providing a service more than anything like you say to that community of people that felt that they could come together and didn't feel alone that they weren't ostracized it was a safe place to Mm -hmm. go to so it was much more than just being able to buy the latest hardcore porn movie yeah um but what i found really sad was nobody had given them any it didn't seem whether it was the way that the documentary with my digital hat on, whether it was the way <laughs> Would that you walked into this pawn shop in West Hollywood and gone, I'll save you business. <laughs> well, I'd love to be one of those. It's like, like hotel inspector. Oh, God, I'll yeah, be we... the digital oh, well, inspector. We'll have to pitch that there you go. Should we do that? I'll A new pitch business. Channel 4 when new it business. moves to Leeds. When it moves to Leeds. Yeah. The digital inspector, mm-hmm. aka Sharon. Yeah, okay. What were you going to say? <laughs> I felt sorry for them that nobody... Hadn't anybody rocked up and given them some advice about how they could... Well, I've, I've used this on, on episode one as well, omni-channel. Yeah. You know, so that you can have a business that... So... so such a good business model, that, that hub, that community, offline, but still be able to um, compete with everything else that's going on online... Because what I thought, as well as they yeah, actually... look at Summers. I know, but they Anne did Summers. actually create their own content as well. Yeah. So why didn't they create their own... They were making movies, exactly. weren't they? Like, why Those didn't two, they... The couple. two most normal-looking, conservative-ish people yeah. were making... But they were making content. And kept so it from thought, their family. Kept they... it from the kids most of the time, didn't know, they? they? Well, they probably of... didn't. I mean, but as I know you... they kind of fell in... It's like they kind of fell into it. it As you strange... know, kids are much more savvy than that. The kids will have known what they were go- oh, what was going on. Yeah, they will have done. Obviously. Like you tell me about things, yeah. about Christmas presents, knowing where they were hidden. <laughs> a bit different to knowing you've got a hardcore porn, porn shop. shop, but still. Um, but I felt really sad that hadn't anybody ever stepped in and said, this is what you need to be doing, guys. You know, well. and then they could have continued and it, when they was trying to sell dvds for like three dollars a dollar fifty and still nobody wanted them yeah, no. it just felt you know it was a sign of the times wasn't it that uh, like we've spoken about before many of those big big businesses that you know lost their way and couldn't digitize couldn't get couldn't jump on that wagon mm-hmm. you know like the toys r us and the woolworths and all of those types of businesses do you think some businesses physically can't, though? So I'm not necessarily talking about Circus of Books, but I'm talking about, like, you go in charity shops these days and they're desolate. And I think, God, the once 
this might sound awful, but once my like grandma's generation is no one no longer with us, can you see charity shops? I can because there's a massive thrifty thrift thrifty yeah, but is, is that, that enough community? to keep them? A, keep them I don't know. Somebody has to go in with some really exciting ideas. I mean, I've seen you know these thrift and these charity shops where you know a bit like what Mary Porter's did. Quite a few years well, I've ago. I've seen like now, thrifty events that they're doing in Leeds where they have. They go to the corn exchange and they're pretty much Pop-up filled shops. with yeah. like yeah. charity shop clothes and loads of people go. So I, I just worry... And when you're a youngster and you're at uni and all this stuff, all that sort of gear is, the, you know, you're into mm. all of that. Yeah. I don't know whether that will ever change. I just keep thinking people have got to keep having ideas. You can't stay the same and expect it to work forever because technology is changing. Even in the last seven, eight weeks three months or whatever, since this all first started happening to us. The way that technology has changed in that time, you know, look how fast it all is, so you can't oh, sit no, still anymore. Like, it does, it, I mean, we changed, we've probably made more progress in maybe, what, the last 20 years than we did in the last 40 before. It's, oh, it's and, like and it's accelerated. More. So if I think about some of the things we had when I was a kid to compare to now... Hmm. No wonder old people are like so looking as a at business, phones and they can ha- sometimes can hardly work. Them, bless them. As a business, you can't sit still. You can't sit still and think, "Oh, I've got it all cushy now. This, this, I'm set up for life." It's not like that anymore. Things can just come crashing down around our ears as quickly as we've got things that can go. There's always. I talk about this a lot to people. There's always somebody on your shoulder. Yeah. You know, watching what you're doing, thinking how can they do it a little bit better. And that's why there's a massive challenge with people to say, and I said it again, talking about online and, and, you know, not having a good website and all of that sort of thing. It just, I just cannot get to grips with the fact that people do not see that as something that they must have top of their list mm. their online presence is one of the biggest she's banging on I'm banging the table again. again I'm banging on the table Once again this is what start, I do I feel like we should name this segment <laughs> it's like I goad you into <laughs> into like getting all angry over stuff but it's passion it's passion because I really want people to see that your online presence is one of the most valuable things that your business can can own can oh, generate when I did my 60 second pitch this morning mm. and I said um, your online, your shop window, the only shop window you've all got right now is your online one. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. And still, many, many people have not done anything about it. Well, we know what will happen to their businesses, um, don't we? You just won't grow. Yeah. If you're going to always stay the same, you know, a great website is an investment. Please do not tell me you can get it for a fiver, 50 quid. 250 quid and expect it to be one of the best investments that you've got and make your business grow it will not do that yeah and again i'm just always gobsmacked at the presence that some businesses who you think look as if they've got it all going on and then you see what's happening online and you're just like no yeah i know it's me banging that drum again Dex. it is a shame it is but no i just wanted to bring it up because i thought you know i the sense of community around things. So I wonder what, how can you, I suppose my generation, mm-hmm. 
you know, like these influencers or somebody who starts a blog or somebody who's got a YouTube channel or whatever, they say, I've built this community around me. Yeah. Or they've built a, I don't know, they might have built up a, a website where they build a community around it. I suppose that's now that version of it. But I still do believe that you know, there needs to be an online and an offline version of it, doesn't it? It's there? the perfect, you call it the perfect storm. I don't know whether that's the right phrase and I'm banging again, aren't I? <laughs> the minute I start talking about these things. But you are cannot be in a better position than to have a great online and an offline. Mm. You know, when people always say about, oh, the high street's dying and all those little independents are suffering. Yeah, they are suffering. But I always think... Times sometimes when a, a shop may be quiet, online may be busy, and vice versa, and you've got you know more than one bite at the cherry, and and make sure that what people see online and what people see in store is replicated, so they they're always surrounded by that brand experience. Mm. Um, that's what they need to be doing. Yeah, you know, and to have great experiences mm. offline as well as online. You know, a lot of stuff is. For, a lot of stuff can be information gathering or quick purchases online but offline it's about experience isn't it and having a good time people want theatre and not only do people want theatre in the theatre and in restaurants they want it in shops then. people expect a lot more now as well they, do. they expect they, do. Like, they don't want a mediocre experience they want didn't Mary Porter say that? Didn't well, Mary Porter say something about mediocrity? Of, we mentioned it last time. Yeah, yeah. That she, this is the end of mediocre type businesses. But and we said, you know, there's nothing wrong with being average. There's nothing wrong with being ordinary. But you can give somebody an extraordinary experience, can't you? Yeah. Is that what I believe? Definitely. Definitely. And that can be something, you know, it, it, it's finding your niche. Like even you might have the most boring middle of the road product, but then it's the customer service that you wrap around that. There and are even various the ways to do it. that you wrap around it. Mm-hmm. I honestly, there's some products that now, like someone reaches out and does an influencer marketing campaign, like you can create an amazing buzz around a product. You can. It's probably not that good. These days, oh, we've seen some like you see really some products bad products. Like, God, have I can't even believe they've reviewed it like that. But yeah. then all of a sudden, everybody's wearing them mm, or whatever wearing them, it is. using them, whatever. Yeah. So, so yeah, I just wanted to. I just thought it'd be quite good to bring that. I'll stop banging up. Yes. So we're getting towards the smaller little topics and the little tidbits that we were wanting to speak about. So mm-hmm. my bit was, I said about, I saw an article that Facebook are going to be allowing you to charge people to view your live videos, which obviously at this point in time, a lot of businesses, a lot of business, business models have pivoted towards online. Loads of people doing online classes, but then at some point, if this goes on for ages, you can't keep doing free online classes. Mm-hmm. You are going to have to monetize it because really, there's no difference between. There isn't really that much of a difference between them coming to do a yoga class in a church hall mm. to them watching. Apart you from on you're Facebook just not live. present, you've Apart still got to prep there. for it exactly, and, and yeah. you've still got you're still relying on the instructor's expertise. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a great thing. I mean, yeah. it's again. Facebook's probably doing it 
for a reason as well. They always have a reason, well, don't they? Well, of course. They? Like if oh, everyone's using our products again. Oh, you will charge. People can charge. You, I don't know. They just they do want a lot of control. And I know a lot of people don't trust Facebook, but they are introducing something that you can charge for people to watch your Facebook lives, which I think is a great thing. Mm-hmm. Me too. You have money coming in, working on off. You see, that's the thing well. with these, with you know, these big mammoths, Facebook, Google, whatever. You know, they don't always get everything right. The amount of things that they've they've trialled and then, you know, just turned off, not done because it doesn't work. But you have got to try. Uh-huh. I think that's the answer. It doesn't matter what size you are, you've got to try. Um, we, you, we don't try everything. We yeah. we need to try more things ourselves, don't we? Yeah. Um, but that was one of the reasons why we decided to do this and put our voices into the mix and hope For they sure. wouldn't get drowned out. Well, there's a lot of podcasts these days, but not as many as videos as YouTube not channels yet. and stuff. But hopefully, we're in there at fairly early stage. Do hopefully. you reckon? Uh, yeah. Don't know, but yeah. So you also wanted to talk about something about WordPress? Yeah, I was chatting on LinkedIn, one of my posts this week, um, about uh, that nearly a million WordPress sites had been targeted with large scale attacks, which sounds like. You know, a big news headline, it doesn't does, it? Yeah. On CNN or something. <laughs> but, um, you know, we don't build on WordPress. I own a couple of WordPress sites m- myself. I love WordPress. I think it's a brilliant platform. But what many business owners don't realise is that, you know, they're often quite cheap and cheerful to set up with shop-bought templates. Um, but they take an awful lot of looking after and they are really very, very vulnerable and can be a hacker's paradise. And so it was in the news that, you know, nearly a million WordPress sites targeted. I mean, that's a lot of potential businesses. Um, and it's basically just about when you know that when people come to us and say they have, they've got a problem with their site and we, we offer a free website review and we figure out, know straight away that it's a WordPress site and get access to the CMS and shed loads of plugins never updated and Mm. people have never even been explained what the plugins are when you have a wordpress site in fact when you have any website you need it looking after you know it's it's again it's one of those tools isn't it it's a business tool that needs looking after you cannot publish a website on the internet and expect to never have to service it again it needs tender loving care lots of looking after and to make sure that it constantly works for you and that people can't get access to it, that there's no security patches. People can't pull out data from it. You know, when people are filling in forms, can you honestly say that that information is safe? All of Lots of those types of things going on. And unless you look after WordPress with... What do they say? Kid gloves is an old phrase. Unless you really look after it... Um, and the amount of business owners I, I come across and I go, are you on a support package with the company that built the website for you? No. Did they explain to you what plugins were and that they need updated? No, I have no idea what plugins were. And and that's where this comes about. Um, and there's lots and lots of things that come and go like this all the time. So I was just saying to people out on social, if you've got a WordPress site, make sure that everything is updated and it's as secure as it can be. Because this can be pretty scary. You you lose you lose something like this and it's really, really difficult to get back. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then one little final bit of news was we've got a new blog post on our website. Oh, yeah, um, that's me again. Thedigitalgene.co.uk. And you have wrote it, written it. I have. Wrote, what's written. What's it about? Tell us more. Um, teach yourself a bit of basic DIY SEO, basically. Um, <laughs> Teach yourself, basically, basically DIY, basically, basically, basically basic SEO, SEO DIY, yeah. basically. Teach yourself. Learn. So, yeah, you've got that. So, if anyone wants to, if that could be any well, I get asked to anybody. Yeah, I, I the thing is, it's better for us to have a client to be educated to a certain level. So, when you're saying things like meta titles, meta descriptions, all that kind of thing, it's like one of those things that, yeah, you can pay an agency to do your SEO but it's also good for you to have one eye on it yourself well, to actually is... understand it a little bit which I think this post would help you do I think this post does and this is on page SEO you know there are different types of yeah. SEO um, this is the stuff that you you can actively do yourself teach yourself bits and pieces to do on your website on the pages of your website yourself mm-hmm. um, off page SEO is a completely different thing which I said I would write another blog post about another time but it's down to like optimising your images the worst thing you know the speed of a website is a big Google ranking factor these days and you know yourself if you land on a website and it's just slow to load egg time and whatever you hop off don't you mm-hmm. um, your competitor is just a click away these days um, so speed is a big, big deal these days with Google. And one of the things that hinders speed page load time are images because they're very, very heavy if they're not optimised, resized, etc. So that's a big tip. So there's about just five simple tips in there of things that you can easily do yourself. We do a lot of this for our clients. When we build and design a website, we do this for them and at the very very beginning when we educate them and teach them how to do things themselves we actually show them how to do this so it's not as if they are they're learning good habits at the very very beginning Uh um learning about meta titles and meta descriptions and where they fit on the pages and what the importance is of a great great title for a web page so it's just those and it's not rocket science i always think that People think it's the dark art, something from Harry Potter. But, you know, when you when you split it down and, and step by step and show people what to do, it makes sense. But this, again, is about looking after one of the most important investments that you'll make for your business um, and just trying to teach people how they can give it a go themselves. And if they can't, we're always here. OK, so we're at the end of episode number one. Numero. Two. Numero. Numero what? Numero, you say. Numero what? Numero due. (laughs) Is that Italian (laughs) or Spanish? It's Italian, that. Numero due. Italian, that. Italian, that. But, uh, so yeah. Thank you for listening to the It's in the Jeans podcast. You can follow us both on Twitter. My, do it. Do it, do it. At Declan E. Williams, what are you on Twitter? This um, week. Before end it. Still. Haven't changed it in a long time. Before end it. Sharon at before end it. You can also follow our business at the digital gene. Slide into our DMs and give us a bit of Ooh, feedback. Slide into our DMs. A um, bit of feedback on the podcast which people have been doing. Haven't they? Can we have a review? Let's have a discussion so that we can have. 
can have yeah, some of the discussions have been, been talking about. Cool, yeah. yeah, please like, share, and review this podcast. Please, and please review on social. We really like want the reviews, don't we? Review, review. I can't say that. Your friends need to be on like more than I. Try and say that fast. Review, review, review. I can't say it. Please review. Can you say it's like red review, 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 review? I can't do it. Yeah, you get the gist. Bye, guys. Bye.